Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on His side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to, we've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. Welcome back. Wow, okay, that's my friend Renita. <laughs> Never heard an introduction like that before on this program, but it is part three of our conversation on race, religion, righteousness in America. It's been fun so far. I know. I've been having a good time. I have too. I We've been having fun. I don't know if you guys have. If you're tuning into this episode and you have not listened to part two or part one, you need to go back, start at part one, listen through part one, then go to part two, listen through part two. Don't jump into part two without listening to part one. And then you come to part three. I'm not that much of a stickler. I am. <laughs> okay? You need to get the whole perspective unless you're listening on the radio in which case you just you're just here so a little bit of a recap a little bit of a recap we've been talking about things we've always thought yes about just life race Mm -hmm. our country uh things that we've known but we forget to remember right things that are easy for most people to hear Mm -hmm. and so if you're just tuning in you've missed out on all of the fluffy stuff pretty much oh and now you are getting into the nitty-gritty because this is where the rubber meets the road, I think. We're yes. going to talk about things that we've changed our minds on, things that we have learned, uh, things that are hard to hear, and reasons that you will now probably hate us. Yes. Yeah. So, and so. just to break the ice with everyone, if you are new here, Crystal. I am a white female, also single. And I am black. Also female and single. Don't worry about what I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... We are talking today about things we have changed our minds on. Yes. I think this one may be the most interesting. Yeah. This has been a big thing for me. Yeah. Do you want to start this one? I, I, I can start this one. Okay. So, me, I am a person who likes to learn. You really are. I do. I learn about a whole bunch of different things. Um not just politically, socially. No, you learn about weird stuff. Too. Yeah. You're like, I found out how to regrow celery <laughs> in my kitchen. <laughs> like, who wants to regrow celery? It costs like 50 cents. See, Why would yeah, you do this? I like to learn about a lot of different things. So for me, I take in information just... As a part of my nature, as a part of who I am. You take lifelong learner to a whole new level. Exactly. Yep. I kn- you guys make fun of me. My no, friends I'm not make fun, fun of me. Uh, no, no, they I mean, do. I, I not can. in this moment. <laughs> but <laughs> like with the celery, that's literally a thing that she's done, people. Or wait, was it cel- was it lettuce? Something you regrew. Yes. Lettuce. Yes. Okay, but I'm not going to go into the whole story <laughs> of why I did that. <laughs> Well, I might as well since we're already here. We were talking about regrowing vegetables. I was doing it for a presentation. Yes. Um, and it actually worked out incredibly well for me that yeah. they loved my presentation and they gave me a promotion at my job. See, it worked. So, and yeah. I helped you with that. You did help me with I that. Because I had the stock that you <laughs> regrew. 
yeah so that was that was i so i do like to uh learn about different things Mm -hmm. so i wanted to hear what other people had to say and i wanted to hear what other blacks had to say i wanted to hear their experiences Mm -hmm. um it was very helpful for me to hear different perspectives of different races. Yeah. My brother told me, um, we were talking about this whole issue. I had talked to someone and he said, just like a white person might think, I will never know what it's like to be black in America. I, too, as a black person, will never know what it's like to be a white person that was previously racist and now having to go back and change it. It doesn't even have to be white, Hmm. but the person that we were talking about in the conversation was a white person. Like, so there's all different perspectives. And I just hadn't thought about it from that point of view. I don't know what it's like to be not black. I don't know what it's like to grow up in a household or in an environment that's different than what I did grow up with. And there's something that I had personally taken previously. It was kind of about this issue it, it more came about with the um, Ahmaud Arbery issue I was talking to my dad about this we were talking about racism and I was saying this is clearly an aspect of um, corruption and police brutality we don't know for a fact that it's racist we do now because right. of more information that has come out it yes. was clearly racially motivated right. and I thought from the beginning that it was probably it could have been racially motivated it you know it just got a sneaking little smells like racist (laughs) but I was like to me the bigger issue was corruption and for him the bigger issue was racism Mm. and from that conversation what I took was if a person feels like hey we need to combat racism first I'm gonna let them have that Because we're not against each other on this issue. Mm. Like, we're just not. And I can't, because my experience is different, because I grew up in a different time. No one told me that I couldn't, um, I had to go around the back to get my food. Nobody told me that. No one told me that I couldn't sit in a restaurant and eat. No one told me that. No one, I didn't have the same experiences that he did because... He is older than I am, and he, and, and he grew up in a different time. Mm. And so I'm not going to tell. I'm going to let him have that. Sure. And so we have to do that. We have to give people space to feel how they feel. Mm. And it doesn't mean that they're necessarily right, and it doesn't nece- necessarily mean that they're wrong. Yeah. And neither does it mean that you don't feel passionately about what you think on the situation. Mm -hmm. But just because someone is looking at a situation differently than you are or says, this is the part that I want to focus on. Okay. Yeah. Let them focus on that. Yep. And that, that brings me to the first thing that I've changed my mind on. 
I thought, and I was, I was so annoyed at people. Oh, oh, ugh. I was annoyed to, in my soul, at people that was like, I'm going to say something that's hard to hear. <laughs> Racism is bad. And I thought, oh my goodness, my eyes rolled so far <laughs> back into my head. It was like, you know how when you roll a bowling ball down and it knocks over the pins? Like, that's how my eyes <laughs> felt knocking over my brain. Because it was just so annoying to me. Oh, you're so brave. Racism is bad. Obviously. Yes, right? But right. I was talking to some... Body else, my coworker that I mentioned previously, it's like, well, that's just their experience. Some people, for them, it is brave. And and it changed my mind. Like, after it mm. sat with me, after I had that conversation with him, after I had that conversation with my brother, um, talking about how uh, people go through different things in their life and it just hits differently, um, it is brave for some people to say that racism is bad. And I didn't, I knew it, but it, it didn't all connect in my mind. So I'll give yeah. you an example. Um, when I was in college, I went to college in Southern California. And so there's a lot of different people. And you know, when you go to college, there's a lot of different people from a lot of different places. So it was me who is black, another friend who is not black, uh, is not black, but was a minority as well. And then an another one of our mutual friends who's white. Mm -hmm. And so the friend who was white was came from a part of the country that is more divided, divided on a race. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. We could say certain people are racist or have racist ideas sure. from where they came from and where they grew up. Yeah. And so, I was um, just sitting around, and my friend came in, and she was visibly upset. She was visibly upset. Which friend? Um, the minority one. Okay. So minority, my minority friend came in, and she was visibly upset. And I was like, what happened? Because I knew that she was talking to our white friend, and I was like, There's, there shouldn't be anything that is, you know, a problem. Yeah. She told me that in this conversation with our white friend that the white friend's family would not accept him would not accept his um going on a date with it wasn't really a date because like we were all friends but you know how like you guys go to events yeah, yeah. and stuff like that yeah the dates his that aren't dates yeah in christian college yes we all know so um his family would not accept that because i was black like because you were yeah because i was black he's white going to an event yeah together with a black girl they wouldn't like that and your other minority friend was upset about this? My other minority okay. friend was very upset about this because, and she was just like. Not that it's, I'm not saying that it's okay. That's not, I'm just trying right. to figure out the she story. Was, she was very upset about this. Mm. And I had heard, you know, 
otherwise people had said oh this guy my white friend mm-hmm. oh yeah he really liked you but he would not date you because you're black and mm. his family wouldn't accept that mm. and so, so you already knew this prior to this moment no oh i was i was finding this out oh and i had he- and i heard it reiterated from other people like yeah he mm. he just wouldn't date you because you were black not that he personally thought anything negative about you he thought good things about you but he knew hey my family's not gonna like that Mm. i was like i to me it wasn't even a big deal to me i was like (laughs) okay you ugly (laughs) (laughs) no no my friend was a good person okay all right yeah my friend was a good person um and I'm still not mad. Like, I'm not upset right. about that. Um, but I'm like, well, I mean, you missed out on all this. <laughs> 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 but that's that story came to my mind when I thought, mm. well, you know, maybe it is brave for them because people that are in their circles yeah. are like that. So you're saying if he had gone through, that would have been, he would have had to be acting in a brave sense because essentially it would have been cutting off what I know, what I grew up with, what I'm familiar with, my family, and choosing. Yeah. So that would be brave in your your sense. Yeah. So to me, it's like that would be brave in a sense. Mm. Now, mind you, I don't think everyone is brave. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't. Especially, I... I don't think everyone is brave <laughs> yes. for saying that. Yes. But for some people, certain people, yeah, it is brave for them to say that. Sure. Wow. That's that's deep. Another thing, and it, it's kind of piggybacking off of the same issue. Another thing that I had to take a step back on was seeing from the, quote, ally perspective. Now... If you were here for the very first installment of this... Which you should have been. Yeah. This is the third one. You should have, <laughs> this should be the third one you're listening to. If you were here for the very first installment of this, you know that I'm a very confident person. Yeah. And if you want to say that I'm a prideful person, whatever, I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I am very strong in the person that God made me to be. To be. I don't need anyone else's approval affirmation or affirmation or anything like that i don't need anyone not, and to what, speak and for she's me. not saying that she's not approachable and not correctable right. and not willing to admit wrong right what she's saying is that if if she is right with god which is yes. true for any person yes. if you are right with god yeah. it does not matter exactly if someone else says something about what you are doing or who you are if you are right with god and what you are doing is what god wants you to do yes And so because I know who I am, I know where my status is with the Lord. Your identity is in Christ. It's not in anything else. I I know where I am and I know who I am and I know whose I am. I know all of those things. So you are not going to catch Renita on social media crying and carrying on. and About anything. or well, are I mean, you talking in general now? No, or no, no, about about race. Okay. You're not going to see me crying and carrying on. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you're not going to like me if you, if you are one of those people. Like, especially black people. 
you are not going to like this point that I have to say. You will never catch me out here crying and carrying on about how it's so hard to be black. You're not going to do it. Mm. You're not going to see me begging anybody for their please help me i need your voice my black voice isn't strong enough like you will never catch me doing that mm. never um and that is uh something that i didn't know before i thought that i thought that i was way out of bounds i thought that i was i was way off on this issue but what i because I do the issue listen. of not needing somebody else to speak for you. Yeah, uh, or like, to a, to a f- that like your opinion like doesn't matter. Black is so it's so hard being black. Okay. We need to be. W- what we need to do is have. Um, this this is coming from a black perspective. I've heard black people say this. Um, what we need to do is have white people to see us for who we are and blah blah blah. They need to recognize us. And I'm like, I don't care what color your skin is. I don't need you to recognize me because I have recognized me and I am going to be so good that you are not going to be able to help but recognize who I am. Mm. Like, nobody thinks that LeBron James got into the NBA because of affirmative action. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) Homeboy's the deal. Like, he's the business. He's the real. Okay? So I want that to be said about Renita. Like nobody's going to say, oh, Renita just got this position because, you know, of whatever, whatever, X, Y, Z, one, two, three, we had to fill a quota. No, Renita walked in here. She had her celery that she regrew and (laughs) she blew us out of the water. That's what I want to say because I know that if I can just get in front of people, I can Whew, I can I can blow them out of the water. Mm-hmm. I can impress you with who I am. Like that is who I am. So you will never, ever, ever see me. You I will never bow my head down in front of somebody. Not not saying, okay, this is all from a Christian perspective. Right. But I am not going to bow my head into submission to someone else who is not God. Right. I am not gonna do it. Right. Like black white. Black, white, Yellow, or anything. Red, anything. Exactly. And you may call it a pride issue. You do whatever you want. I am, I am a. <laughs> but but it's not a pride issue because it's you're not. not talking about it as a. I'm better than somebody. No. Or I'm and and that was and that is what pride is. It's yeah. the Satan was. I will be God. Yeah, essentially, no. it's not. That's not what you're saying. No. You're saying that you are secure and yes. confident in who yes. you are because you are right with God, and God is who gives you exactly. the value and worth that you have. It's not assigned to you by any man, yep. any woman, any race, nope. any identity. Your exactly. identity is in Christ, and because God has yep. value, that mm-hmm. is your value. Exactly. That is. And which, by the way, the opposite. Then this is why we have. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. But if God is not the value system, if God is not the reason that mankind and womankind has value, then nothing nothing else we're talking about matters. No. If you take God out of the equation, then you have no basis for any of this conversation that we're having. You just don't. It all crumbles in the end if you follow it through. The yeah. whole reason, not the whole reason, a large reason why we have the problems that we have today is because of Charles Darwin and because of issues of superiority in in thinking that was not biblical thinking. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to start. 
preaching okay. on that one. So it's it's okay. It's okay. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <coughs> Everything is fine. All right. <laughs> so, but I was just so seeing from the we were talking about seeing from the ally perspective yeah. how I'm never going to lower my head for anyone. Mm. What I had to and I looked. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I looked sideways at people who were crying and being like, my black voice isn't heard. Like, I looked I looked sideways at those people. Mm. Um, but what I had to realize that someone told me, what a white friend told me, it's not that I think that you can't speak up for yourself. It's that I want to be here and support you. Mm. Like, I want to have my voice heard alongside of sure. you. Yeah. It's not that you can't speak for yourself. Yeah. And so that's something that I had to change my mind on. It's not that I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you props. I'm not going to be like, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, I'm not going to blast you. Or roast you out of the water. I'm not going to do that. If you, however, are those people. Because there's a, there's a fine line. Don't get, a, don't get too far ahead. Because I know, I know where I know. this is going. Oh, my goodness. Okay. There's a fine line. And I'll just leave it at that. Okay, yeah. Because we're, we're getting there. Oh. I know where, I know where you're headed. Woo! And, uh, and that it's going to dovetail a little bit into mine, which is also I'm going to have to hold back on because there are a lot of things I want to say in this one. But we're, we're trying to keep these things categorized for you guys. So, yes. Uh, and the, the, one of the things, the reason that I had to change my mind on this, because I had heard a quote um, from um, a philosopher. And he said that if you really want to punish someone, don't punish them when they do something wrong. Punish them when they do something right. Yeah. That's good. And so I am, I had to realize, look, Renita, someone is just trying to help you. Don't punish them for that. Mm. So yeah. just, just let them, let them have their, let them have it. Yeah. And I, I just decided I'm going to let them have it. So that All was right. my thing. All right. So. Uh, I've got two things. Do you have more in your list? I just, I forgot the fact that I was, I was started to say something, but, um, I thought my view was like way out of bounds. Yeah. 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 yeah I thought my view was way out of bounds, but I realized that it wasn't mm. like, um, mainstream civil rights leaders thought this exact same way. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, well he said that. Uh, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, Booker T MLK, Malcolm X, they, they have, the, I, oh, I have the same views as them? Okay, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with that, you know? And if, for those of you who are out there saying, Malcolm X was a communist, boop. <laughs> I just, nope. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm, you, 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 fine. You have that. You have that. You go ahead and think that. We're not going to even go there, but... <laughs> I mean, different people. I will. I will jump every- in here for Renita and just let you all know that Renita does not support communism. Renita is not a communist. And now I will take my turn before you get in trouble over there. <laughs> um, this is something I had to change my mind on, and I'm, I'm going to need a few minutes to explain it because at first you all are going to be like poof, mind blown. Um, and that is that privilege is real. Okay, now. 
allow me to clarify what I mean by this, because I am going to have a lot to say in the hard things to hear segment mm-hmm. about white privilege and white people apologizing for their white privilege. Because, well, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there yet. I'm not gonna go there yet. But privilege itself, if is real, but it's not what we are commonly told that it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, and I was thinking about this the other day because I was thinking about our conversation coming up and I was thinking about how, despite the major differences in our lives, there are also a lot of very similar aspects to our lives. So for example, um, I was sitting in my house last night and I have, God has given me a very nice home and I was sitting there and I was thinking about how, if you didn't know anything about me, you knew nothing about my past and you just were going with the narrative it would be very easy to stand in my driveway and be like, whoa, look at this white privilege right here. Yeah. It, and it just would be in the, in the culture that we live in. But what you don't see is that this is, this is not about privilege. No, uh, no. It's about hard work. It's about hard it work. It is about hard and, work. And your story is very much the yeah. same. Mm-hmm. When I moved to Las Vegas, I, it wasn't, there, was no, there was zero privilege about this. Okay. It was me in my car pulling a U-Haul trailer that had my bed, which I bought for $20 on Craigslist, the frame, mm-hmm. not the mattress, <laughs> um, three couches, which I got for free on Craigslist. You, you, are mm-hmm. you sensing a theme? Yeah. So this is the theme of the whole trailer, so I won't go through the rest of it. Um, I When I got here, I lived with the Christiansons. Shout out to the Christiansons. Uh, my life literally is the way it is today because they let me live with them for six months, which drastically reduced my expenses. Yeah. And during those six months, not only did I work my regular job, but then when I would finish at work, I would go back and work more. And yeah. I worked every day when I was not working. I was still working. Yeah. You were working practically two full time jobs. Yes. essentially. Um, and my employer knew that. Because I told them this is my goal and I can't get there with the salary that I have in my primary job. So I had to have something else. And I worked a lot. And I didn't go to Starbucks. I didn't go to Chick-fil-A, which because we didn't have one. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't go out. Like, I just I didn't stay at spend money. I saved money because I wanted to buy a house and I was able to buy a house. And then I was able to take equity from that house and put that in my new house. And I still am working Besides working. Yeah. There was not some sort of magical or, uh, you know, millionaire white money that has come down through the family line and fell on my head and hence Mm -hmm. why I have this house. No. Nope. No. No. That didn't happen. That's not to say my parents weren't extremely helpful. That's not to say they don't love me. That's not to say they didn't give me, you know, money from time to time when I needed it. It wasn't often, but there were times when I was like, hey. And usually I didn't have to say anything. Mom would just be like... Uh, you need a gift card to Walmart. <laughs> like, yes, I do. You looking rough. <laughs> so, but the but it wasn't. I worked for what I have. Yeah. Just like your home, it's a very similar story. You have a very nice house, yeah. and you worked for that house. Mm-hmm. It wasn't some money that was thrown yeah, upon no. you. And so, and and I'll talk more about that aspect of privilege. But privilege does exist. Yeah. But it's not coming from the color of your skin, mainly. Not that that can't happen. She said mainly. Right. But generally speaking, 
kids who are successful as adults, there are common themes in their childhood, yeah. regardless mm-hmm. of race, ethnicity, even country you grow up in. Yeah. Kids that grow up to be successful adults, prosperous adults, middle class, upper class, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. They have parents who are actively involved in their lives as children. Mm-hmm. They're eating meals together mm-hmm. as children. Um, they're getting fed well, nutritious food. And I know people are going to be like, well, you can't do that on a budget. Yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. We can tell you stories about how you can eat well. I bought bananas and two cantaloupes today. I spent a dollar and 48 cents and I have eight bananas and two cantaloupes in a plastic bag right behind this chair that we're sitting in right, that I'm sitting in right now. (laughs) Right. There are ways that you can eat healthy on a budget. Um, so they're, they're, and they're getting a good, um, they're being educated well. Now, that is something where there is disparity from neighborhood to neighborhood. Yeah, I saw that video. Have you seen that video that talked about systemic racism? And it's like, um, this is, and then it has black kid. This is white kid. They mm-hmm. live across the street from each other. And it talked about education. And um, when we're talking about privilege, people say, see, this is systemic racism. This is white privilege, blah, blah, blah. And I know you say, don't pause and then rage hate. Um, But I always have to pause that video and rage hate because you're saying Johnny went to this school and it's funded by taxpayer dollars. Er, Stop it right there in order to combat that. Why not have school choice? And I know that we're not talking about school choice. But when we're talking about privilege, there are certain things that we can't just assume. Let's not just go down this track without stopping to Correct. critically think at each point. Right, right. And there and there are elements. You know, if you're, the parent's educational level yeah. has a lot to do with the child's success. And there are some elements where, um, um, and like the neighborhood you grew up in, that does have mm-hmm. play a factor yep. in the child's success. Some factors of what impacts success are something that you can, that, change that you can can change change. that you can affect in fact most factors in a child's future success are things that you can have a direct impact on not all of them some things it's just it's you're either you're either born reader or you're born crystal like there's nothing you're going to be able to change about that but the majority of things that dictate actual what you might call privilege would be things that you can directly impact if you are a parent or going to be a parent, and that is interacting with your kids, being involved, actively involved in their lives, and not just doing their homework with them, like actually being involved in their lives. How you interact with the other parent. Yes. And a lot of people are going to freak out now. Two-parent home, where there is both a mother figure and a father figure, is also huge, both for sons and daughters. And it's so funny because... The dis- there is even a disparity between mother and father living in the home unmarried versus mother and father mm-hmm. living in the home married. Yes. Yep. And there is a disparity between um, mother and father and same-sex couple, two parents. There also is there. And so what this is leading up to is the thing that is what I've, I've been trying to brace you all for in s- when I say that privilege is real. This is where you're going to, some of you are going to lose me. Just, 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 just wait for it. Don't don't turn it off. Most aspects of what our society might term privilege, deem privilege, are coming from people living in a biblical way. Parents and individuals that are living in a biblical lifestyle 
that biblical lifestyle is more likely to pass on things that might be privilege than those that would not be living in a biblical way. So parental involvement, actual discipline of children, there being a one-man, one-woman marriage, these are biblical concepts that are determining your children's future success. And that, Not always, again, yes. like I said. But the main things that impact your child's future success are things that are based on biblical principles. And you have to, and I know some people are going to be like, Wee! I know. But, I, I, okay, but here's the thing. You have to take it, you have to take a nuanced view. You have to take a nuanced view of everything. Um, and so if you're like, well, there are certain people that do not like Christianity and all this stuff like that. I mean, that's fine. Whatever. It is what it is. Well, what about... And then you you could say... We can play the what about in some game all sure. day yep. long, but it is true whether you like it or not. And we're going to talk about the what yeah. about ism game yeah. in a few minutes. Yeah, whether well, you like it maybe. or not, like people live according to Christianity, and like if you're against this, people live according to Christianity a lot of times because they think it's the best way to live. That's why I do it because right. I think that it is right. the best way to live, even and. You may not have heard this before. And if you're a Christian, this should encourage you. Even if God weren't real. Even if. Obviously, I believe that he is. Right. Even if God weren't real, I would still think that Christianity was the best way to live because it has good results. Right. And has proven. and reaping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's. The Bible has so much to offer. Right, right. And I know some people are going to be like, well, Wah! okay, fine, whatever. Well, and that's why when I say privilege is real. Yeah. I, you know, and I used to think, oh, this is, yeah. no, there's no privilege. There is, but it's, ve and it's very weird to try and think about and wrap your mind around. But the privilege that I have in my life, quite frankly, is because of the blessings of God. So it's a weird thing to say, but it's like, it's like Christian privilege. The things that I have from my parents. Oh, no. People think, no. Christian privilege is actually like a thing that people say like that's really? one of your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian privilege is okay. is, is, is on that list. And um, I don't think it's Christian privilege in the way that people who say Christian privilege right. think that it is. Because don't worry. We are also going to be blasting Christian oh, yeah. people no, because that's, of that's the way coming. that they have. Yeah. That's coming. But I'm Don't saying worry. if you if you're thinking like, well, what? Why do I have all this stuff? Then clearly, I have some kind of privilege. Well, you might have been, you know, like the grandson of some football player that didn't blow all his money and left it all to you. That could be, yeah. Or some millionaire that made, you know, Clorox mm -hmm. and is now living it up someplace. That could be, but more likely than not, the privilege that you experience, quote unquote, is because of the blessings of God. The blessings of God the on blessings your life. Of God. All right. One other thing I changed my mind on. This is completely, completely changing topic, and then we're going to get back into more things like this. So, um, I think this will be a good transition. But there was no smooth transition from what I just said to this one. So mm -hmm. I'm just not even trying. The other thing I changed my mind on through this whole thing is that uh, every law-abiding citizen should own a firearm and know how to use it. It's not that I didn't think previously that people shouldn't own firearms, but I never thought about it as everyone needs to own a firearm. And also that uh, we the people could actually overthrow our government. Bam. Previously, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, 
this kind of silly guys like all mm -hmm. right y'all get your little ar-15s but if they want to take us out they're just gonna bring in a tank blow y'all up you're not gonna win if i have seen anything from mm -hmm. all of this unrest it's mm -hmm. that um how shall i say this nicely we there are that, some people in places of power that would just take a step back and be so like oh it's everything is happy and wonderful that I feel like it could just literally walk all over them. And I'm not saying, I'm not negating anything about our military. I think yeah. our military is the best, the strongest, oorah, all that. Yes, I totally agree. Okay? But I, I, I believe now something I have never thought before, and that is that the people of the United States could overthrow the government. It's so funny because I was watching a video, and it was... Um, Police officers marching down the street. Somebody was standing outside their house. They were filming this. They were like, oh, my goodness, look at what's happening. And they were, and the cop was like, get inside, get inside your house. And then they start shooting the little rubber, uh, bullets. rubber bullets at the person. And the person was like, oh, my goodness, run inside, run inside. And the person that was commenting on the video was like, now what would have happened if everybody in that neighborhood ran outside on those cops? Do you think that they could all stop them? Nope. Like, you've got hundreds of people in this neighborhood, and you've got how many of you? Mm -hmm. Y'all gonna be, like, we are not, we are not saying, we are not condoning violence. We right. are not condoning right. violence. We are pro-everyone, okay? <laughs> we are pro-police. We are pro-military. We are pro-citizen. We are pro-regular civilian. We are pro-everyone, okay? Mm. Yes. But. Thank you for clarifying that. Yes. But y'all already know. That the police already know and the military already know. And if they weren't aware, they're aware now that they're not about that life. If they had to, if um, Metro PD, if it was Metro PD versus all of Las Vegas with guns, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't, there is more in numbers. Mm. There really is. Like it's. It's this whole civil contract that we have, yeah. right? And if that breaks down, people are going to get hurt. That's why we, like you said previous in previous episodes, that the thing that the people that have been impacted the most are the police officers because they are basically sitting ducks yeah. because of what this man did, Der yeah. Derek Chauvin. Because of what Derek Chauvin did, mm -hmm. he put police officers in danger. Well, they have guns and body armor. How are they in danger? Because we live in a land with a Second Amendment. And if you give that Second mm -hmm. Amendment right away, they're going to be able to overthrow us <laughs> also it this just doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense yeah how can okay nobody should have guns except the police but and the then, police are also brutal but the police are brutal and, and we racist. need to take away all their guns what okay um yeah we can't have all the things but so this is going to get into and we'll keep going here for a little while longer in this episode um this is a good transition into some things that we've learned because the, one of the things that i've learned um, in, in just doing research and looking through things and, and thinking and talking with with friends. Like you said, I've tried to talk to different people yeah. from different perspectives in preparation for this. And uh, 
Um, there's been a lot of talk. Obviously, we talked about this in a in a past, uh, I think, part two. We talked about the fact that police brutality is a problem, and everybody yeah. agrees with that. Where where things start to break down, though, is when you start to talk about the solutions for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of people that are talking about qualified immunity, and we just need to get rid of qualified immunity. I think that if you look at what qualified immunity actually is and what it has been used for and why it was instituted in the first place, you have to understand that there are some officers that would not be able to perform their duty without some sort of qualified immunity. I'm not saying that as it is, it is a good thing necessarily, but there is some degree of qualified immunity that needs to be in place for them to be able to do their job as well as... (laughs) And this is ironic. If you think that rich people are evil, do a little research on what would happen if qualified immunity goes away and then rich people get arrested. Just just look into it. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just just saying if you think rich people are evil and you also think qualified immunity needs to eliminate, you need to do a you need to do some more work there. Um but obviously there is a huge lack of accountability. Yeah. But I think that that goes back not necessarily to police departments themselves, but to police unions. And this is going to really irk some people. But more often than not, it is not the police departments themselves that are helping these officers that are acting in ways that are completely unacceptable. Yeah. It is the police unions. And this is... <laughs> uh, this is something where I feel like the holy grail for the left is kind of like teachers unions and the holy mm-hmm. grail for the right is kind of like police unions. So like the left is like yeah. teachers are awesome and underappreciated and need to be paid mm-hmm. more. And the left is like police are awesome and underappreciated and need to be paid more. OK, so just think about it that way. All right. Give give grace for this for a minute. OK, mm-hmm. what if perhaps perhaps most unions are a bad idea? Because, see, the police union's job... Public sector unions. Public sector unions, yes, there public you go. Public sector unions. The, the job of the union, whether it be the teacher's union or the police union, is to represent the bad teacher or the bad cop to the same level that the good teacher or the good cop would be represented. And because of that, in my opinion, that is why you see bad cops getting away with bad things. It is not necessarily the police departments, but perhaps we have a problem with police unions. And then on top of that, another thing I have learned. I never even thought about this before. I should have, but I didn't. That's why these are things that we've learned. The worst thing I think that could have happened in this situation, besides obviously George Floyd dying, uh, obviously, okay, don't get mad at me, people. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what I'm saying. The fact that they have gone ahead and charged... Uh, oh, charged, yes, yes. Charged him now with second-degree second murder, murder is the worst. We have taken this to a whole new level to now where this guy might walk. Exactly. Because you exactly. have overcharged Charged. him yes. in a woke moment of trying yes. to appease someone politically and appease a movement. You're upping the charge to something that you should never... If Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let me just... I'm, and I, this that is, is one what of the is, things that I've learned. This is what is happening all across... If you look at cases and of I police brutality... Know. I didn't know this either. I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay, so let's just, let's just break it down let's for people down. who didn't know. Okay. okay, so in... And this is each, not just in his case. Exactly. This is across yes. the board. So each, people... Before we break it down, yes. people want to talk about solutions, 
but they don't understand the problem. They're like, these officers are always walking three. It's police corruption. It's police corruption. No, they are getting overcharged at the legal system, and that is allowing them to walk free. And they have unions that are representing them. Like this guy, what did he have, 15 previous uh, complaints? Something outrageous. Ridiculous number of complaints. Why is that happening? The unions representing the bad officers to the same degree they're representing the good officers. That is one thing that I've learned. We've both learned the same thing about the charges. Okay, okay so charges. So in each state, you have different laws, right? Yes. So let's talk about Minnesota law because this is where this crime happened. Right. So And some of this, a lot of it actually goes across the board. Yes. Across states. But there is variables in each state. But let's talk about Minnesota okay. for a second. Yes. Can you actually pull up... Um, the degrees of murder, first degree, second degree, third degree, and manslaughter. Yeah. So now, Crystal is pulling that up. I'm just going to explain to you this a little bit. First degree isn't like the worst type of murder. Second is not that bad murder. And third degree is like, eh, it was okay murder. That's not nope, how this not works. And it doesn't mean... If someone is charged with first-degree murder, you have to prove that they committed that statute. I know that seems obvious, but you have to prove that they committed that degree of murder. So in Minnesota, the third-degree murder was different than the second-degree murder. Do you have it up right now? Yeah, so third-degree murder is... Read second-degree first, because I want to juxtapose it. So, and this is from... uh, Second degree murder, um, intentional second degree murder is intentional murder without premeditation. Do you want more than that? Yes. Okay. Uh, the statute. Well, this isn't actually a good. Hang on. I'm gonna. Get, I'm gonna get a different one because that guy's going into some place where we don't want to go. Um, I think that one. The second. Which one, one. you want? You want this one? Mm-hmm. All right. Hang on, guys. Um, where it says what the actual statute is. The actual statute. I don't have the actual statute. Okay, yet. so the actual. Um, uh, not for Minnesota. Hang on. Okay, so basically, while she's looking that up, I'm going to explain to you what the actual statute for second degree murder says, and then Crystal's going to read it, basically. <laughs> if I can find it. Google okay. is failing me right now. Okay, all right. Okay, I've got the actual it. statute. Sorry, guys. I had to find the correct government So office. read the statute for second-degree murder. Okay, murder in the second degree is intentional murder uh, divided in two categories, intentional murder and unintentional murder. Okay. Okay. Um, intentional murder is uh, causing the death of a human being with intent to affect the death of that person or another, but without premeditation, or causes the death of a human being while committing or attempting to commit a drive-by shooting, and then talks about drive-by shootings, which obviously don't apply in this case. Then you have unintentional murders. Um, uh, causing the death of a human being without intent to affect the death of any person while committing or attempting to commit a felony offense other than a criminal sexual conduct. And then it talks about drive-by shootings again. Or causing the death of a human being without intent to affect the death of any person while intentionally inflicting or attempting to inflict bodily harm upon the victim when the perpetrator is restrained in her order for protection and the victim is a person designated to receive protection under the order. Okay. So, basically what that is saying is you, (laughs) under second-degree murder, you have to intend to kill that person. Correct. So and you, it has to be proven. It has to be proven in a court you, of law that you intended beyond a reasonable doubt. Yes, that you intended to kill that person. That right. you knew you were doing something that you knew would cause that person. Right. Even if it to wasn't die. premeditated. Yes, didn't have to be premeditated. But in that moment, you knew 
me doing this will, will lead kill to your this person death. and I want you dead. Yes. You have to prove that that person in their mind thought, I want you dead. Now, let's juxtapose that against third degree murder. So second degree murder in Minnesota carries a weight of 40 years. So your highest sentence is 40 years. Now, third degree murder, which is where his charge originally Originally was. was. Okay, this is third degree murder. Murder in the third degree, according to the state of Minnesota. Now, remember, these are similar throughout this country, but different a little bit per state. Minnesota apparently has a lot of drive-by shooting stuff going on. I didn't... (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? All right, this is third degree murder statute. Whoever, without intent to affect the death of any person, causes the death of another by perpetrating an act uh, eminently dangerous to others uh, and evicting a depraved mind without regard for human life is guilty of murder in the third degree and may be sentenced to imprisonment for not more than 25 years. Okay, so all of you people... All, listen to that. Say it one more time right. and emphasize the last Whoever, part. Whoever, without intent to affect the death of any person, causes the death of another by perpetrating an act eminently dangerous to others and evincing a depraved mind without regard for human life is guilty of murder in the third degree. Yes. So that's what we have been saying. That's what Black Lives Matter has been saying this whole time. That's what the peaceful protesters have been saying this whole time. That's what the concerned police officers across the nation have been saying the whole time. That's what the lady and the man who were standing there trying to get the police officers to get off of George Floyd's neck said the whole time. You don't even care. You don't even care. Everyone in America agrees this man did not even care right. whether or not right. George Floyd and lived when you or have died. a jury sitting there watching that and hearing the testimony third degree murder fits perfectly works it it, it, it is like the uh, it is it's like a puzzle piece it's yes. fitting right there but together when you advance that charge out of some sort of agenda or ambition and you say we're going to go second degree because we think we have public opinion or, or whatever because else, we want him to have 40 years instead of 25 years right now you have to prove the second yes. degree charge now they may lower it again but if they stick with the second degree charge now you have to prove that this guy went into this not necessarily deciding he was going to kill him or not kill him but in that in that time frame in that moment in on that his moment, neck he was saying i, I want to kill, kill you. you you can't i if that i is were very difficult yes, to prove if i were on the jury and you some of you are not going to like me Derek Chauvin would probably go free because I really don't think in my heart that on his neck he said, I want to kill you. I think he said, I don't care whether this man lives or dies. Mm -hmm. And I think that the majority of Americans can see this man had reckless disregard for human life. He did not care. He was committing an act that was literally the definition of of third third degree degree murder. murder. And this is what's happening nationwide. Yes. Okay. So we can talk about the George Floyd case, but if you look at police brutality and police officers that are walking free after incidents like this happen, it is more often than not because they are being overcharged. And when you overcharge, then you do not get a conviction. Fiction. Yes. If yes. this guy walks free, it's going. It's not going to be because what he did wasn't wrong. It's not. And it's be- not going to be because the jury doesn't think what he it's did was not wrong. It's not because be because of racism. It's not. Right. It is going to be the black 
persecutor's fault. Prosecutor. Prosecutor's <laughs> prosecutor's <laughs> fault. <laughs> it and 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 I did not know that prior to this incident. Yeah. I did not realize that the the that largely the reason why this has a tendency of happening, and this is true. So when people are online yep. saying this is ridiculous, this happens all the time. They always walk free. That is. There is an element of truth there. Yep. A lot of times, bad mm-hmm. cops do walk free, but it is not because of inherent racism in the system. It is because of problems with prosecutors being yes. overambitious or wanting to score some sort of woke political points and overcharging. Yes, yes. Like, see, and it, you can't say, well, then that's a problem with our legal system. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's because not. Imagine, imagine, imagine if it weren't, take it out of Derek Chauvin. Right. To imagine if it were you. Or your brother. Yes. Oh, we're just going to throw the book at you and charge you with X, Y, Z and one, two, three. Well, I didn't do all of that now. I went into the store and I stole a candy bar, but it wasn't, I didn't commit grand yes. larceny. Right. There like is it a was reason a candy bar. we have yeah. laws and there is a reason we have a judicial system. Yeah. There's a reason we have trial by jury. Yes. And it is to attempt, granted, it is flawed system, but it is an attempt to be as equitable to the each person each as individual possible. as possible and and you can disagree with that yeah, you can sure. disagree with that and i will give you somewhat on that point because we have already seen that there are some crooked judges yes, crooked da's who get paid for the amount of people that they get in jail you can go into the whole private prisons thing you know how sure. each um, head has a dollar amount assigned to it and so some people get a kickback by just sending people in jail and those people are evil and horrible and wrong mm-hmm. you we can talk about how in the democratic debates um tulsi gabbard just blew kamala harris out of the water yep. saying how she kept people in jail past their prison sentence for cheap labor ill that is disgusting. Like right. those people right. are disgusting. Yes. So but we're not we, saying that doesn't we're exist. We're not saying that. We are not saying that it doesn't exist. We're not saying that it's not executed against black people and against um, poor people. Yes. We're not saying that at all. Like sure. we are together. Remember when I said, was it this episode or last episode? <laughs> no, I don't even a lot of episodes now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> When we said earlier on in this conversation that the majority of Americans agree on this, that this is something that everybody can probably jump on board with because I'm sure that everybody at some point in time has seen, hey, the court system ain't really that fair. What is going on? I don't really like this. But like you said, this is something that I have learned. I had no idea that this went on and I was like this man is going to walk and I was thinking in my mind is this a setup is this a ploy like because in my I am not a prosecutor I am not a lawyer I don't know any of this and yet you without having any legal background are able to read the definitions and say this is too much yes you won't get that yes this does not fit and the thing about it is if you say he is guilty of second degree murder what a defense attorney can say is Derek Chauvin is trash he went and he had reckless disregard for um George Floyd's life he kneeled on his neck and he caused his death. He can say all of yep, that. Yep. Because that sti- does not go with your charge. It, yes. But that does not mean that he committed second degree murder. Yep. And, and that all would of, be factual. And, and that would be completely factual. Mm-hmm. And that would be true. And this man would walk. 
Yeah. And if you think that what we are seeing now is by way of bad. rioting and protesting is bad. That's why I'm saying this is nothing compared to what you will see if this guy walks free. Yes. And if they do not re- lower that charge. Mm hmm. I don't see how they get that. I, I really don't and see And that it. is something that I learned yeah. through this whole circumstance is that not only is this happening in this case, but it is happening it in is all happening the other... a lot of... Uh, if you have like a specific case, and I've noticed a lot of people like yeah. have like their, oh, what well, this one, this one, this yeah. one, go and look and see what they were actually charged with. Yeah. Okay? And then compare that, look at the actual statute, mm-hmm. compare that with the crime, and see if it matches. But we have to wrap up part three because oh, it's almost an hour. Man. So... When we come back for part four, I think we'll be able to get this done in a four-part series yes. and wrap it up. We're going to talk about hard things to hear. And you're like, now you're going to get to the hard <laughs> things to hear? Hard things to hear and then some things that you might really not like us for saying. But that's okay because they're things that need to be said. And what we are trying to do is not just speak truth, but to speak truth in love and present it in a way that maybe you haven't thought about before. Yeah. From both sides. Yes. So that's it for part three. Yes. This has probably been one of probably my favorite part. So yeah, far, I think so because it's starting to get starting to get juicy. It's starting to get good. <laughs> and if you think this is good, you just wait. Don't Will miss part wait. four. <laughs>